So you've set yourself some performance measured fitness goals, but you're not quite sure how to achieve them? Well, in this episode, I'm gonna teach you how to put structure in your workouts and write a new training program. Okay, let's get straight to it. Welcome back to the Run, Lift, Eat, Evolve podcast. This is season one, episode two, and in today's episode, we're gonna look how to write training programs. So in last week's episode, we looked at goal setting in both a self-development point of view and of course, from a fitness point of view. And when we look at fitness goals, what we're actually looking at here is performance measured goal setting. And I'm gonna go into more detail of that today and look and just look to how you can apply it to your training. So performance measured fitness goals. What do we mean for that? Let's give some examples. So I wanna run faster. Doesn't really mean anything. It's not tangible, it's not measurable. A better way of putting that would be I want to run 5k in sub 25 minutes. Great goal. I want to get stronger. Again, not a tangible, measurable goal. A better way of putting that is I want to get stronger. So let's go. I want to improve my free rep max bench press from 90 kilos to 100 kilos. That's a great goal. It's very measurable. Um, and bench pressing, and having a free rep max bench press above 100 is uh, a great goal we should all be aiming to get. Uh, get lean. Again, um, it's not really a goal. Um, get lean there's no end point so let's put a let's put a number on that I want to get lean what you're actually saying is I want to drop my body fat percentage so let's go I want to drop my body fat percentage from 20% down to 15% again very measurable very specific something that you can target and work towards then from these type of goals we can add a time frame and then that just puts them into smart goals smart being specific measurable attainable realistic to you and time bound so I want to drop 20% down to 15% by August 2021, say so in eight months time, very realistic goal, very, you know, time bound, it's very specific, and then you can make it in a plan to hit that goal. And that's what we're gonna dive in today. So once you've got your SMART goals, um, you don't have to write a training program. So there's quite a lot to this, and there's, there's a lot to this, to write in a training program, but I'm gonna give you just some things to think about in this episode that you can go away and start looking at your training and kind of validating like, your plan this year. Uh, we're week two into 2021, so hopefully last week everyone was blowing out the cobwebs and getting back into training. And now, like this week, you should be in a routine with work, life, and kind of, you know, we're going to be in lockdown for a little bit longer. So you should be like, right, going forward, I can really focus on my training now, really get that consistency back in my life, and this is what I'm going to focus on and how I'm going to focus on it. Um, but something to think about is, uh, which I mentioned in the last episode, is fitness is a long-term process. Fitness is... Um, what you should look at with fitness is quick fixes. You know, you shouldn't be, um, next week we're gonna cover nutrition, but you shouldn't be looking for fad diets. You shouldn't be looking for um, quick ways to skip the process of getting fitter improving and improving your performance. You know, you should be looking at a long-term structure. And what I mean by that is, let's say you wanna go away on holiday in, uh, on holiday in August, 2021. You know, you could six weeks before do a six times a week hit workout, uh, six days a week for six weeks, you know, and absolutely fresh yourself, building up to that holiday to get in shape. A better approach for that would be, I wanna go in August, I wanna go away in August, I wanna look a certain way. From January, why don't you take an eight month approach, committing to three to four times a week training uh, consistently with a plan. Okay, so a structured progressive plan, go through multiple phases of training over eight months, three to four times a week, where you're making a steady curve of progress instead of 
six weeks before trying to absolutely thrash yourself into the ground before you go on holiday. That's an example, okay? Another example of this is cardio. So people love doing um, crazy running events like running a marathon and take away the period of time we're in now, let's go back a couple of years, London Marathon being in April. People will sign up for London Marathon the year before and wait until January to start training for the London Marathon. They might be able to just do regular, there might be someone who does regular 5Ks um, in January, a build up to January, they just normally run 5K and in that three month period, they're gonna to try to build the endurance to then run a four hour marathon. You know, when they're only used to running 25 to 30 minute um, runs weekly, they're now trying to build that endurance to run a marathon. What, is that doable? Yes, but what tends to happen is people do get over it, but then you get a lot of people that come out with running niggles and injuries and the physios are packed after the London Marathon with people that got overuse injuries, knee niggles, shin splints, hip injuries, back injuries from just a rapid increase in volume. Like with anything, any graph that goes rapidly up probably leads to a down eventually. You just kind of want to take a steady approach. So if you've got a long distance running event, you don't start training for it three months before. You take a long approach, you break that into phases, you put multiple races in between that. And it doesn't matter what state, what um, level you're trying to run this at, it, this is just a better approach to fitness and the longevity of your body, right? So, fitness is about journey, it's about consistency, it's about hard work, but it's most important about having a plan, okay? So, no quick fixes, look for, set these goals, I've got nothing but time to achieve them, and we're gonna just focus on certain goals in different phases throughout the year, in different time frames throughout the year. So right now, everyone should be thinking, you know, in the shorter term of, um, well, I like to always work in 12-week blocks, you know, and that's kind of how I tend to uh, program for myself, program for my clients. And in that 12 weeks, we might do two testing phases. So I love to work in a 12-week overall block with two six-week blocks in between. So I always program for six weeks, um, but with a 12-week target. So two six-week blocks in a 12-week cycle is in a three-month, 12-week cycle is how I time to work. and. You know, it's, it's, uh, I've advised you to do the same or something similar. I know people that work in four week blocks, I personally like six weeks, and I kind of just plan my year that way with them four big 12 week blocks throughout the year of what I want to achieve. And that's what I do with my training, and then that's how I like to program for my clients. So, let's give you a few examples of that, and we're gonna look at the overall picture first, and then break down kind of program a bit. So, let's look at goals a bit more. So let's say um, a cardio goal, we'll start with cardio. Let's, we, well, I'll tell you what, in the examples I'm going to give you today, we're going to talk about cardio, strength goals, body weight goals, training for sport, and then kind of aesthetics, and just kind of approach you can take uh, with all these. So with cardio, let's say you, you're doing that cardio goal we said at the beginning, you want to run 5K in 25 minutes or faster. Let's say that you're currently running at 26 and a half minutes. Okay, so you can't get quicker than 26 and a half minutes. Every time you attempt to 5K, that seems to be your sticking point you can commit to three times a week running, okay? What you could do is absolute, is run three lots of 5K every week and absolutely hammer yourself into the ground each 5K um, and in six weeks time retest. Will that make you improve your 5K? It can, but it just means that each time you're going out, you're doing a hard 5K. Um, that might, is that, the best, is that the best approach to training? It doesn't sound like there's much structure behind it. That's what tends to kind of happen. That's what people tend to do. So let's say, Let's take a different approach. Let's say we're at week one. Week six, we're gonna do a 5K race, a 5K um, timed 
lap where we want to improve and get our 25 minute target and you can train three times a week. So session one could be a steady state run. So you're used to running at five minute, uh, so your targets are run at five minute splits or faster. You're used to running at five and a half minute splits. That's where you get your six, uh, 26 minute 30 time from, 5.15, 5.30 splits. And that's where you tend to be stuck. So you can set yourself a steady state where you run at 5.45 to six minute splits. So it's very comfortable pace, a little bit cheeky on the back end of the 5K, but very doable. So you're not thrashing your body, you're just getting that volume in. And over six weeks, you're just making sure you're covering that volume and getting good at that sort of distance. Uh, the next session could be an interval session. That's where you find a 400 meter track and you can do six 400s, four 800s, but you're just, or 10 200s, you're just in speed work to improve your form, improve your stride length, um, and, and get used to running at a faster speed. And then you can then do like say tempo work where you're getting used to running at 5K um, at the 5K pace. So you can go out and go, right, I'm gonna do a 2K today, running five minute splits, then increase that each week. Doing two and a half K at 5K splits, 3K at 5K splits. So you're doing under the distance you wanna do, but you're getting used to running at that speed instead of going into a race right, or a timed test week and saying, I wanna run 5K today at 25 minutes. Do I know what 5k splits feel like? No, well you're not gonna just be able to hold that sort of split. And you can apply this to any sort of cardio, so with rowing, if you wanna row a sub seven minute 2000 meter, for example, that's a 145 split. Um, I'm talking to a vast range of audience here, so if you don't understand splits, it's just something um, you'll get used to the way I talk, and uh, and it's, if you're not from the cardio world where you're tracking this sort of data, eventually you will, and eventually this will make sense. But if you wanted to, um, rows for seven minute 2k, you've got to row at 145 splits per 500 meters. You need to be very comfortable at pulling that. You don't go into a rowing 2k race and just pulling off and, and sprinting because it's a seven minute race. You're not going to achieve, if you sprint for a minute, you're going to blow up and you're not going to be able to finish the rest of that distance. So with cardio, it's about getting used to holding different speeds and holding different like split times. So uh, yeah. Uh, regardless what card you're doing, that's how you'll kind of write a structure. So test week, figure out what numbers you need to hit and then write a plan where you're hitting various numbers but you just get good at tracking. And then via watch, via your phone, however you're tracking your data, um, you get a bit geeky with it and then your, your knowledge of running will improve and you'll become a better athlete for tracking your data and, um, and you, you eventually reach that goal of getting faster which means you can now run sub 25 minute 5Ks. Okay, so now let's look at strength. So going back to the example goal I gave earlier, you wanna get stronger. So we're gonna measure that by improving our three rep max bench press from 90 kilos to 100 kilos. So again, let's break that into a six week training block. You might, that might be your 12 week goal to hit 100 kilos. So let's focus on the first six weeks of training. You're here, in six weeks time, you're gonna do a three rep max bench press test. So that doesn't mean you do three rep maxes every single week you know, because that's just gonna be too much stress on your body. Instead, why don't you, okay, my free rep makes 90, less work of percentages, and do a different range of reps in a strength cycle to then build up to do a free rep max test. So you could go week one, I'm gonna do four sets of eight at 75%. Week two, I'm gonna do four sets of six at 80%. Week three, four sets of five, then maybe three sets of four, then three sets of three, and then you'll then do week six, do a test week. Okay, so it gets you used to lifting heavy numbers, uh, understanding different numbers, getting volume at the 
at your top end heavier weight, but you're not max effing in every single session, you're just working at ranges. So you're not going into a session just loading up weights based on how you feel, because uh, that's just always going to be up and down. What, instead, what you're doing is a well-structured progressive overload that then is going to lead to a testing phase. Okay, and that's how you'd measure getting stronger. And then let's look at body weight. Um, let's say you want to do 10 pull-ups and currently you can do six pull-ups. Instead of doing max effort pull-ups every single week, week you're starting a week one, week six, you're doing a test week, Make put some structure in uh, between that. So start off doing three sets of two, week two, three sets of three, three sets of four, three sets of five, and then you build up or, or and you might do two sets of six or something like that, and then you go to your test week. Or you can do a ladder where you do five, four, three, two, one. And each time you're working on foot extending, chest to the, and get your chest to the bar. Or you can do weighted pull-ups, you know, and do uh, lower reps, but putting a five kilo weight between, between your legs to make it harder. And then that will lead to then doing a test week where you're testing max effort pull-ups, okay? And then we look at sport. So sport is completely different because with sport, especially like team sports like uh, football, rugby, uh, hockey, you know, the season start as a start date, as an end date, and there's different phases throughout the year. So, um, ignoring 2021 right now and this whole drama we're in, a normal sporting season will have the off-season, the pre-season, the season itself, and then the back end of the season, there might be more competitions, tournaments, cup finals, or other stuff that leads just before the off-season. So you need to structure your training for the year, and it doesn't matter what level you play at. Um, you don't need to structure your year, you need to structure your week. You know, there's no point, you need, to, you need to go into that week with, right, I've got game Saturday, I've got training on these days, that means these days I can push it hard, I need to recover here. There's no point, and it doesn't matter what level you play, there's no point actually thrashing yourself in the gym on Thursday, carrying DOMS and um, muscle soreness into Saturday, which is then gonna hinder your performance. So there's no point for the, training for the sport you want, but going into that sport, absolute fatigue every Saturday. You need to structure your week where you have a different intensity per day. So then on Saturday, you're always feeling fresh so you can perform on the day. Okay, so with sports, you need to not only plan your week, then look at what phase of the season you're in. So people normally hate pre-season because they've just had a really bad off-season of doing nothing. And then when they come into pre-season, they're trying to, rapidly trying to get fit again instead of, um, spending the off-season working on their weaknesses, recovering, fixing any niggles, and then slowly increasing, increasing, then getting the pre-season and rapidly increasing, ready for the, uh, the season. Um, that's, that's a smarter approach. Instead, people tend to off, up the intensity two months before, pull a hamstring just before a game, and then go into the season. That, that happens all the bloody time. So with sports, you need to look at your year, Break it into phases of things you want to work on, speed, strength, uh, size, um, uh, power, endurance, and then put that into the season of where you're going to be training and then what a structured week would look like for you with taking in mind the demands of training on, like I say, a Tuesday or Thursday night and a game on a Saturday. In 2021, where we are right now, I think sport is going to be off until, what, September, when the next season starts. So people have got eight months. You know, you've got eight months. You know, what do you need to improve on? You know, is it just fitness? Is it speed? Is it strength? Is it size? You've got time to go through multiple six weeks, for example, six week phases of training, improving, 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 ready to go into the next season and to hit it 100 mile an hour. 
what you shouldn't do is do a load of mixed massy wishy-washy stuff for the next three, four, five months. Just play touch in July and August and then expect to go flying in at 100 mile an hour um, into like a rugby season in September. Take a long approach, a long structured approach, and then you're going to that season so much fitter, so much stronger, so much faster, uh, and you'll have a better, you have a better year. So let's get back to writing the training program. And this will either be for myself or one of my clients. I'll go set. I'll then pick out the main elements. I'll then look how much we can train per week. And then I'll start putting those elements in. So let's say week one, week six. Okay, week six is, week six is always going to be a test week. And then on week one, um, I'll then look at how many times can we train per week. Let's say it's three times. And we can do Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Okay. From there, I'll put the main testing phase in. So that might be, say, if you're a strength person, that might be squat, bench, deadlift. Okay, so I'm gonna squat day, bench day, deadlift day. If it's the running, like we said, if you're if you're just someone who does cardio and, you're, and that's your main focus at the moment, then it might be right, steady state, interval day, endurance day. And then I'd build out the strength cycle and the structure for that first. And then the next side is the accessory work. And what accessory work is, this is all the training that goes alongside the strength elements or the main cardio elements that's gonna fix your imbalances to help you reach your goal. So, accessory work could look like extra mobility work, it could look like core work, single leg, single arm, um, any type of uh, like glute conditioning, um, whatever's gonna help you kind of reach that goal. So let's take squatting for example, you're only ever going to improve your squat once you're moving well. So you might um, be stuck at a certain weight in squat and you're not improving. That's going to become, everything's kind of come down to number of factors, but let's say it might just be because you're not getting deep enough in squat, you're uncomfortable in that bottom range. So doing some mobility work will help support that. Also what will help support that is doing lots of single leg work, uh, doing a lot of glute conditioning. So that's where you might go, okay, squat will be my focus, then I need to work on my single leg work. I need to do some, some walking lunges, some hamstring work, some glute conditioning, um, some calf and some calf work. You know, calf and core work to finish up with. So I'll kind of write the main element first, then I'll look at what accessory supports that main element, and then I'll look at what conditioning will go well with that as well. Um, so it's, it's, quite, it's, it's quite a big subject to talk about how to write a training program, but as an overview, this is what I'll do. Goal setting, main element, to build to a test week, and then the accessory, which builds out the rest of the program to then support that main element. So hopefully I've summed up everything quite well there and you can see kind of what I'm trying to get across. Um, the whole point of these podcasts is to help you think about training differently and to help you get structure behind your training. And it doesn't matter what level you are, you should have structure behind your training and not look for those quick fixes because that will just lead to further problems down the line. So if you're currently not following the program, hopefully today has kind of helped you kind of think about how you could adjust yours. But if you do want a program to follow, then see the link in the bio and go on to run FD Evolve and you'll see what this concept is all about. If you want something a little bit more tailored to you and you don't know where to start, then that's when one-to-one coaching um, comes into play and I'll put that in the link um, in the bio as well. Okay, so I hope you um, enjoyed this episode. Hope you found it useful. In next week, we're gonna dive into nutrition. So episode three is all gonna be about nutrition, where to start, how to track your macros, should you track your macros, and where to start with calories and all that good stuff. 
but that'll be in next week. Okay, so thanks for listening and I hope you enjoyed this episode.